Welcome to Learning Unboxed Special Edition. This is your host, Annalise Corbin of the PASS Foundation. The Learning Unboxed Special Edition is a set of quick podcasts that address an urgent or specific need within our community. So think just in time. And today we are tackling learning at home. Um, and we are turning to lessons from a seasoned homeschool parent, Stephanie Riley, who comes to us from Virginia. So Stephanie, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. So Stephanie, lots and lots of parents, um, not only in the U.S., but around the world have suddenly found themselves um, facilitating learning at home. Um, they uh, are not necessarily folks who are homeschool parents, but they're parents who find themselves working and trying to manage their homes, their personal lives, and also keep their kids learning in whatever mechanism their local schools have provided for them. And parents are feeling a bit overwhelmed. And so we thought it would be a great opportunity to sort of tap into some of the, some of the things that uh, parents who traditionally have been homeschooling have sort of learned along the way that are going to be some best practices that parents, even though you're trying to manage all those different things at once, should be able to tap into. So I'm excited to have the conversation. So let's just roll up our sleeves and jump right in. Um, I think folks are going to be looking um, from some best ideas that you have. So let's start with how do you handle the overwhelmed feeling um, as it relates to all of this? There is a lot, and it's a lot of pressure to take on really fast. Um, I do feel for those who just kind of got thrown into this without having any kind of mental preparation whatsoever. And um, I think the biggest thing going in is when you recognize that something is just not working and you're frustrated and your kid is frustrated and you're just going down the spiral together, that's when you just stop what you're doing, take a break, take a deep breath, go find something fun to do for a few minutes or for the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a big fan of just taking a step back and find something else productive or something that you're good at and just do it and relax. And, um, then get back to the problem area when you can both have a clearer head and be mentally ready to tackle it again. Because your kids take their cues from you, right? So if they see you being frustrated, it's easy for them to say, I'm allowed to be frustrated in this moment. And if they see you take a pause and take a break and sort of just regather yourself, um, oftentimes they'll follow that lead, correct? Yes. And I think it's, I think it's really important to identify your own thought process on that um, especially when you catch yourself starting down the especially negative thinking and mm -hmm. you know um, and that's and it's so stressful it is stressful especially you're thrown into this so I shouldn't be doing this I shouldn't have to do this in the first place you know so mm -hmm. I can understand that it's really easy to find yourself going down that path and I think um, becoming more self-aware and catching those thoughts before they just bloom into full rotten <laughs> attitude. <laughs> so, um, and, and stay positive and try to be positive. So yeah, absolutely. And, and let's talk a little bit about two things that I think I've heard lots of folks sort of reflecting about. So one of them has been the idea that um, how do I 
how do I motivate my kids to, to recognize that this is still school, this is still learning that's happening, um, and it's happening and it's important, right? So part of it is how do I help my kids understand that even though this is not school as usual, it's still important? Um, I think that's probably where I would, because you have, I mean, you have a higher, we need to do this because this is what your teacher, your teacher is still requiring it of you. So in a way it is, I think it is kind of a higher authority still there, even though they're not right there in your face. And um, it does, I think it would get difficult because you can't just send them to the principal's office. Right. <laughs> so they're not doing their work. Um, but I, I think in trying to keep a good attitude and trying to keep a positive attitude, that would definitely help. And, you know, I, also think, um, well, let's push through this. Let's get through this. We have, we'll have pizza for dinner. We'll do something fun and um, uh, have, have those treats and rewards because that really helps too. And if, I mean, if trying not, and we try to have a healthier, so I try not to, you know, but whatever your kid, like, you know, if we can get through this and you do really well, we can play Xbox or get on Minecraft or whatever it is that they like to do or mm -hmm. um, go outside and have water balloons or whatever. So yeah, part of it's definitely just trying to recognize that sometimes those those kids need some external motivations. And the other thing that I think that um, comes up a, a lot, and we'll we'll sort of close with this question because I'm really curious as to how, you know, you're used to doing this day in and day out, so to speak. And so you've set some some parameters that may or may not be possible for folks. But I also think that sometimes folks get get this mindset where they have to create a space that that is or isn't right our our spot of learning and so i'm really curious about sort of your thoughts on that you know i know that when you look at what teachers for example are doing out there they're creating they're cre they're trying to in many cases recreate their classroom in their home and that doesn't necessarily always work for everybody but i'm really more curious about the learning from the student perspective so you know is, is it one of those things where we try to say, because the kids get distracted, they're at home. These kiddos that we're talking about are not used to being home and learning at home. So it's really easy to get distracted by my toy box over there or my Xbox that's you know, in another room, right? So how, how, what are some recommendations around how to help kids focus and still be able to accomplish what they need to, recognizing the fact they are no longer in the environment they're used to doing that in? Um, well, we do, um, we do our schoolwork around the kitchen table. So that mm -hmm. is, um, I don't have the luxury of having it look like a classroom. And, I, you know, I don't, I actually don't prefer that my, for mm -hmm. myself. Mm -hmm. So I think that within itself is not a bad thing. It, um, as, as a side note, it actually helps us keep things more straightened up because we have to clean the table off so we can eat on it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and that, you know, that can go down a whole other rabbit hole, but, um, I think maybe setting up boundaries, well, we're not gonna, we're not going to turn the TV on right now. Anyway, you're not going to be able to do this right now anyway. So 
we have a specific time, maybe after dinner or whenever it is. And if um, you need to do this, you need to get your schoolwork done. And then later on, so I think it's maybe more of a delayed gratification, learning delayed gratification in a way. Um, so that's, I think my kids, I kind of let them like, well, we can't get on TV, we can't do this. So, you know, they'll find something productive to do. And there are moments that I have to let them reach to that. Well, we're, can't, you know, they're restricted on what I can do, so I may as well do this. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of helped them become a little more responsible in getting some work done because they know they have to do it anyway. I love that because you've empowered them to also um, be self-directed with you. So it's not just you having to pound away to keep them sort of on that track. You're giving them the skills that they need to, to modify and moderate themselves. So that's, that's a wonderful thing for folks to be thinking about. Um, absolutely. Is there anything else that um, as we sort of finish up here that you want to share with folks um, as they sort of go down this, this journey? Um, just give yourself a lot of grace. It is hard. It doesn't matter if you're new to this or old to this. <laughs> I'm in my third year and burnout is no joke. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think that's where it becomes really important to be intentional on your own self care and making sure that you have your own outlet and time that you can just sit back and breathe. Um, it's, cause it does get hard, but there are plenty of such great moments though. And um, I think it's just recognizing those little things that happen, the way your, you know, your kids might, your family time increases, your kids start treating each other with a little bit more respect. And it's really beautiful. Like it's really, rewarding to see that and being able to recognize those little things because a lot of I mean as far as homeschooling for the long haul I have what I envision how I want my family to be at the end of all this and um but it's one of those things you just have to keep you just have to push through when it gets hard and um but just be kind to yourself over it. <laughs> I think that is a wonderful sentiment. And I thank you very much for actually stating it. I think that, you know, we, we, we're hoping that it's implied, but um, I think that is a beautiful way to, uh, to sort of close this episode. Be kind to yourself and recognize that it's, it's, it's not what you're used to. We can all make this happen um, and be kind to yourself along the way. So thank you so much, Stephanie, um, for what you do and for joining us and sharing your thoughts. As folks try to figure out how to do this uh, now and maybe in the future, because we don't really know what that's going to look like for lots of folks. So we appreciate your time today. Thanks. Thanks for having me.